Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Inside Access pushes the legal limit. High Rollers with Jason and Ken. 105.7 The Fan. Cole Irvin just gave up back-to-back solo jacks. Cubs lead the O's 2-0 in the bottom of the third inning. Joining us now, Ariel Epstein, who works for MLB Network. She is the prop queen. And, Ariel, you did like the uh, O's heading into this game, but we were texting earlier. You got a big-time trend, uh, betting trend, in regards to the Orioles. What is it? Happy Friday, guys. Orioles minus one and a half, or just even the Orioles on the run line when they're on the road, is the most profitable road run line team in baseball. They are 25-8. and eight which means that if they're booked as an underdog, they're winning those games or keeping it within one. And if they're a road favorite or, yeah, if they're a road favorite, games by two or more. This isn't done yet. The Orioles are the one team in baseball that I don't count out until later on once the fat lady sings after the ninth inning. Um, The Orioles are giving you just under 18, or excuse me, just under 16 units. You're up if you are betting the Orioles run lines when they're on the road. It's just a really impressive that that guys i really wouldn't have thought because last year the orioles at home were a good team and now on the road you can't count them out well and as you said plenty of time to go in this one and they're great seventh inning on and the cubs bullpen is pretty horrendous so um although cole Irvin may have just just gave up a third another one oh my god solo shots in an inning yeah bring on grayson rodriguez (laughs) uh your yankees (laughs) are at the Red Sox. Pretty big series for, for both teams. I, I kind of think the Red Sox are cooked, but um, they, they are getting a little healthier offensively. Diego Armand against Tanner Houck. What do you see there? Red Sox team total over a four and a half. Speaking of profitable trends, the Red Sox team total at home, second most profitable in baseball. You're up just under 11 units. The Red Sox are averaging just wow. under six runs per game at home this year. Only Texas and Tampa have more than that, guys. And against the Yankees right-hander, Domingo Herman, when you go up, when the Red Sox go up against the pitcher with a similar pitch mix to him, it's an AL best 287 batting average, plus the wind blowing out, which indicates more runs and more extra base hits. Team total over on the Red Sox again at four and a half runs. The Reds starting pitcher, Andrew Abbott, going up against the Astros tonight. 8-10 first pitch. Abbott's over-under strikeouts prop is 4.5. What's your lean there? Under 4.5 for the lefty, Abbott. That's because Abbott has faced two different teams this year, Milwaukee and St. Louis. St. Louis is the only other team that has a low K rate against lefties. He had four. 
now facing the Astros, who have the lowest K rate against left-handers. In fact, only six of the 18 lefty starters that the Astros face went over. So that means that 12 of 18 have gone under their strikeout props. The Astros are averaging just under four strikeouts a game against lefty starters. Got to take the under here on Andrew Abbott, under four, uh, four and a half Ks. We pay a lot of attention around here to the Rays because, unfortunately, they never lose. Um, they are on the West Coast at the Padres. They had a tough series with the A's who gave them all they could handle and then some. Great pitching matchup. Shane McClanahan probably wins the Cy Young in the American League this year. You Darvish, we know he has Cy Young stuff when he's on. What are you playing here, Ariel? I would look to a first five under of four and a half runs. McClanahan's been so good. He's got a sub two ERA. Then you look to the other side, you Darvish. Darvish hasn't pitched that great this year yet at home. His ERA is way better than it is on the road. I looked at both these pitchers. When McClanahan is on the road, he's allowing just over one run per first five. When Darvish is at home, he's allowing just over one run per first five. In fact, Darvish at home has only had one start in his five at home that he's allowed more than one run in the first five innings. See these bats get potentially limited here to less than four and a half runs in the first five innings. We're speaking to Ariel Epstein. It's inside access on the fan. And Jared Schuster, the brave starting pitcher, that is your last prop that you like today? I love Atlanta's lefty, Jared Schuster, over four and a half strikeouts. Underrated trend, Colorado, highest strikeout rate against left-handers this year. Lefty starters averaging just below six strikeouts a game. On the road, the Rockies are striking out even more. So there have been 14 games that a lefty's gone over their strikeout prop against the Rockies. However, eight of those games were on the road. Schuster has faced Texas and Philly. Those are other high-rate key teams, uh, high carried teams this year. Went over against Philly, under this against Texas. But Texas is like a fluky strikeout team. Sometimes they strike out a lot, sometimes they don't. This is just a great time to bet Schuster over, considering the Rockies have been striking out a ton against lefties recently, especially on the road. She's Ariel Epstein, MLB Network, prop queen. Ariel, thanks as always enjoy for joining weekend. us. We'll talk next week. Thanks. Enjoy your weekend. And I don't know if I get in trouble for this, but shout out to Jimmy's. Thanks for this on social media. <laughs> you got it. You're good, Ariel. You're good. Thank you. <laughs> Orioles, they trailed the Cubs 3 to nothing. Cole Irvin back to back. Well, I don't think back. I don't think they weren't. I don't think they were back. To back to back, they were a little scattered, right? Uh, a little run, scattered, fly okay, out, okay. ground out, back to back, and then strikeout. But Bone, they were all. Bombs. I can't multitask. Christopher Morell's uh, shot went four twenty three. Dansby Swanson went four twenty one. Uh, Miguel Amaya went three ninety. A couple of those were opposite field. Hopefully, the ball is flying out of Wrigley Field. Cole Irvin, first you know, couple of innings was was. Solid. Those uh, are his only hits he's allowed. Yeah, everything else was ground balls, and a lot of them routine ground balls. And, and this is a guy who, when they have put it in the air, the home runs have been an issue. Um, at least he's not walking people, so they were all solo shots, and the walks were a big part of what got him sent down. This is a ballpark he's familiar with. He's pitched in the National League, um, was in the Phillies organization for a while. So um, hopefully the O's bats can get going, and hopefully Cole Irvin can settle down a little bit. But, uh, yeah, that was uh, – there's some – some monster home runs uh, to be given up in, in close succession. We'll keep you updated on Orioles-Cubs throughout the rest of the show. But coming up next, 
Ronnie Stanley met with the media this week during mandatory minicamp. We know he's dealt with that ankle injury, undergoing multiple surgeries on that ankle. Came out of this past season healthy, so he didn't have to rehab. He could lift. Could he be even better, get back to that 2019 first-team All-Pro form? We'll hear what Stanley has to say on that. And also, John Arbaugh commented on the left guard competition. Sounds pretty wide open. Could a rookie win it? We'll get into it next. It's Inside Access, and we're broadcasting live from the BC Brewery in Hunt Valley. Come on out. Say hi. We're here till 6 on the fan. Inside Access with Jason and Ken. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Jason and Tim sit in the bleachers. Ken sits in his brother's seats behind home plate. Inside Access, 105.7 The Fan. A big difference, you know, being able to go through full off-season healthy, um, being able to build and really uh, build off what I did last season and just get better, I, I really feel a, a big difference from the last couple of years. That was Ronnie Stanley earlier this week during mandatory minicamp. We're broadcasting live from the BC Brewery in Hunt Valley. Tons of great beers on tap. You can even serve yourself. And there's also cocktails available on tap. Six packs and cases, Blue Hawaiian, Orange Crush, Margarita, all available in the tap room and to go. Austin Hayes, he just drove in a run. Orioles trying to get a two-out rally going here. They trailed the Cubs Three to one, top of the fourth inning. But you heard Ronnie Stanley, Jason, and 
this was someone a year ago at this time that Ooh, I, I was saying if you're, if you're Eric DaCosta, you have to plan as if he's not going to play Go a get snap. another tackle. Yeah. And he ended up coming back, and he didn't just play. He played at a very high level. And now not having to rehab, not having to worry about that uh, ankle and whether he's going to be right for training camp, he's going to be full go day one. I mean, is it possible that we could see an even better Ronnie Stanley? I think it absolutely is. I mean, you just think about it from the mental standpoint and where he was mentally a year ago. And, look, everybody was talking about it. The coaching staff was sort of whispering about it. The front office was whispering about it. We had various points in time where it looked like there might be a little tension or potential tension about just what he could do and when um, and how soon and then what the next day would look like. And there were some, you know, sort of cryptic comments from Harbs. And so just to go from that to this, where everything's pretty harmonious, everything's simpatico. Now the contract, we'll see if that becomes an issue at some point in time because he's made all the real money. And now renting Ronnie Stanley at 10 to $12 million a year, pay as you go, looks pretty damn team friendly. Um, but they obviously gave him a whole lot of money to rehab from, from surgeries. But, yeah, I think mentally, physically, emotionally, he's got to be in a better spot. And, you know, uh, you, you always have in the back of your mind that, God forbid, something happens to that ankle again. That's probably it. But, yeah, I mean, the offensive line should be a strength of this football team. Ronnie Stanley, 2019, the last time he played a full season. He was a first-team All-Pro, and yeah. then 2020, before he went down in that Steelers game, he was on his way to another All-Pro-type season. He was asked whether he can get back to that 2019 form. It's hard for me to tell, but, you know, in my head, I don't think I will be until I'm, you know, like I said, I feel confident in just the way I move, and it kind of feels the same to me, but I think production-wise, it was fine. I think, you know, no one was really upset about that, but uh, for the standard I have for myself, I, I do want to be better. And that's the attitude to have. He played at a high level, but you're always striving for more. And he also said when he met with the media, he feels more athletic. He sure. feels more limber. He was able to lift weights. I, he's the key to the offensive line, and he was the key last year when he is playing at a high level. I mean, it's, it's very cliche. It's Captain Obvious. But when your left tackle is the best offensive lineman, it sets you up for success. Well, that's part of the reason why you've heard me say a whole bunch of times now, I really don't care who's at left guard. Like it should, like that person shouldn't have to make a whole lot of money. Can be a barely replacement level or a below, little below replacement level. And with the center, you've invested all that in and draft capital, and a guy who, when he's right, is a Pro Bowl left tackle. Like that, that doesn't. It's hard for me to get a whole lot of like unjuna over that. And you mentioned left guard, and that's one of the few positions on this team, specifically offensively, where it's a true open competition. Ben Cleveland entering year three. I mean, it's it's go time, buddy. Let's go. John Simpson. I think that's been going in reverse, Bone, for John, a couple years now. Yeah, John Simpson, they brought him in uh, this offseason. And Big A, Sala, their uh, sixth-round pick. John Harbaugh was asked if Big A is going to have a chance to win that starting spot. He has done a great job, and he's in the mix right now. I'd say you saw him with the first team. We wanted to get a look at him in there and see how it looked with him in there. One thing we always try to do, and, and I think this is a little bit rare, but we want to see what guys look like with the first group. You know, what does it look like? I can, you can speculate all you want. If they start doing a good job with the second group or the third group, and you feel like they're up to it, you know, I want to see how that fits. And, and uh, it, it looked like it fit well. 
it seems like the fact that Big A is getting run there, and I get it. You, we've been joking all week. June football. Who sure. cares? If Ben Cleveland is not getting the bulk of first team left guard, it kind of just tells you where he's at with this coaching staff. Yeah, look, I think Ben Cleveland's going to have a hard time making this football team without. And he was working a tackle up front. That's not. I mean, you, I, they're throwing. I, like you want to? You're looking for some way to make him stick or show that he could be worthwhile and have enough value to hold a roster spot. But I have a hard time seeing that actually play out in the end. Bone. Um, I think they're going to quickly realize that again because it's it's kind of just the left guard. Even kind of forcing Falele there when his development is so important, I think, long-term. Because Ronnie, I think, is year-to-year now. Morgan Moses, I think this is probably it. Like, you would like to turn Falele into a starting tackle at some um, point. And I think he you know, he kind of projects better to the right than the left. But, but like, give him reps at everything. Ronnie's going to be on a pitch count. I'm more interested in getting him all the reps I can at tackle than seeing if he's my best left guard because how much better is he than the next best left guard? And, again, none of those guards are going to be able to play tackle. We think Lele, if he gets his stuff, you know, if, if, if he's clearly started, he's worked on his body, he's worked on his conditioning. If he's coached up the right way, that's a lot of man to have out there on the edge. So I would personally think that sooner rather than later, early in the preseason, he's not a part of that guard thing as much anymore because and McCary, awesome swing guy, can do everything, but the back issues, there's a reason he only got what he got, and there's a reason that they're judicious about how much he plays. So, yeah, I think Big A, anybody other than probably Ben Cleveland, could win that job. I think Cleveland would be the odd man out, and I think Falele repping up as a tackle constantly is the way to go. We've gone through the defensive position battles. Outside of left guard, I mean, what are you seeing? Well, I mean, the whole the, the how the depth of this wide receiver core shakes down, right? And some of that may very well be impacted by availability um, and injury because, heck, that just always seems to be the case here, even though, you know, Jeff Sreebeck was on with us a few minutes ago, did note this is the healthiest they've been at this time of year in a long time. Um, I think the backup quarterback situation is interesting. Yes. Like, I think Josh Johnson's here for a reason. I don't think they picked him up off the street when they did at that point when Todd Munkin was in his installation. That told me that maybe there's something better out there. Maybe there's something that fits more. Maybe I want a different profile for my backup quarterback than Snoop. So that's one. You know, the slot receiver, how does that play out? Who's getting the most reps there? You know, who's the third receiver, fourth receiver, fifth receiver? I mean, again, that's not like left guard where we're talking about a starting job. You know, the the, the tight end mix. Like, we know what Mark Andrews is and we know what he brings. But, you know, Kohler likely, does one of them find a niche? Pat Ricard's going to be out for a while, but does he settle in as that real true blue blocking tight end for them? But, yeah, it's nothing compared to the defensive side of the ball where really, as we've chronicled, Outside of Sam, Mike, and Will linebacker, there's a lot of things up for grabs seemingly over there. Orioles, they still trail the Cubs 3-1, to one, bottom of the fourth. We're going to get back into Orioles baseball at 345. But coming up next, I've been looking forward to this, Jason. Greg Berhalter, your oh, buddy. Boy. He is back. He signed a contract through well, 2026. Yeah, I guess they're going to announce it on Tuesday, apparently. Jason... Oh, he's got something to say, and he might scare some people here at BC Brewing. <laughs> You're going to have Perhaps. to keep it tame here, Jason. That's, Earmuffs for the kids. Yes, that's next on Inside Access. Inside Access. 
worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. From Lux Field at Patterson Park. To the hallowed turf at Wembley Stadium. Inside access to the beautiful game. 1057 the fan. He dropped down just outside of the area. Reference on nothing wrong with it! But on the follow-up, Pulisic makes no mistake. The U.S. takes the lead. Look out, it's a wonderful ball from Weston McKinney to find Tim Weah. Option streaking into the area. Pulisic back post. He's got a second. It's desperate Pepe. Ricardo Pepe rounds the keeper. It's a third. Magic from Dest. And the exclamation point to finish from Ricardo Pepe. USA men's national soccer team knocking off Mexico yesterday, three to nothing. The Orioles, they are scratching back in the game against the Cubs, three to bottom fifth in Wrigley Field. But Jason, start with the good news last night. Yeah, U.S. men, mm-hmm. three nothing win over Mexico. Yeah, uh, they were playing in the semifinals of the Nations League, which is just another fake tournament cash grab. Set up by FIFA and CONCACAF, the the world's uh, ruling party in soccer and our regions, to make more money and to set up more U.S.-Mexico matchups where it looks like the games really matter, even though they don't matter all that much. But regardless, it's Mexico. It's a knockout game. Uh, Trace Acero, you would think that's enough for to give me a rare, grief-free night of watching soccer, right? No. Nope. You would think, you know, Pulisic almost burying one like 15 minutes in and... The game essentially being over at the half and the U.S. bossing the entire game. And, and I thought it would be a blowout bone because Mexico's yeah. in tatters right now. I parlayed U.S. to win by three goals or more with Gio Reyna to score at least twice. Unfortunately for me, it was Christian Pulisic. But still, I'm happy to lose that $5 bet because we're cruising. And then I get a text from Gigi, something about Greg Bearhalter. 
the former coach of the national team, although maybe he's still the current coach. And then I go to my Twitter, and then they start talking about some breaking news during the broadcast of the game. And, uh, Stoney, then that, that's when I needed some Glenn Danzig and the Misfits, brother. I got something to say! On Inside Access. So leave it to the scumbags at U.S. <laughs> Soccer. Two, on a night where we should be celebrating how far we are from Mexico right now. And the Mexican Federation looks like a joke. And they just hired a new coach and everybody thinks he's going to be fired again this week. And nobody really knows who their best starting 11 is. And they're not producing players like they have in the past. And the U.S. is rubbing their nose in it. In Vegas, which might sound like a road game, I mean a home game for the U.S., but it's really a road game because it's 85% probably Mexican fans in there. And instead it deteriorates into a match with 9-on-9. We dominate Mexico, so what do they do? They start kicking us in the knees. We kick back. Now we don't have Sergio Dest or Weston McKinney available um, because of, of red cards to play in the final against Canada, who's really good now. And on top of all that, only those feckless, there it is. those pathetic, those bureaucrats who all they care about is covering their own backside – only they would leak in the middle of this that, oh, yeah, we're bringing Greg Berhalter back. Who, unless you forgot, was a, a horrible selector of players, was a horrible in-game tactical manager, um, didn't really make really good adjustments, but they're so talented they overcame them enough to do the bare minimum of what they should have done, which is get out of the group stage uh, in the group that they were in in the World Cup. And in the meantime, we found out that he kicked his girlfriend, soon to be his wife, uh, in the legs at least once while they were at Rutgers. We found out how much he hates his arguably best player, Gio Reyna, because he went out in public and said, oh, he thought it was an off-the-record form and then trashed a teenage kid publicly. Of course, that got back. U.S. soccer has to investigate all this. In the meantime, they put him aside and let two of his underlings run the program for half a year, including some quasi-meaningful games. Um People are begging them to do a real coaching search because we got Greg Berhalter the first time. Why? Because he played for the U.S. national team because his brother was one of the people selecting. And they don't want anybody to come in who has real ideas, who has their own ideas, who will tell U.S. soccer what's right. They want puppets. They want useful idiots. Greg Berhalter is the most useful idiot on the planet for them. For, for these apparatchiks who don't care about the game, who don't care about being the best we can be. They care about staying employed. They care about their paychecks. They care about playing a bunch of games against Mexico so everybody gets rich. It's not about actually winning. Yeah, so we'll take this dodo, idiot, fake faux coach whoa, whoa. who's more Stone. interested in everybody taking selfies with people during games. He's done it. What brags about the custom Nikes he wears and how he's got more Air Force Ones than everybody else, but he can't put a team together. They bring him back, and people are like, well, the players said they wanted him back. If they hadn't by now distanced themselves from him at U.S. Soccer and said he's not coming back, and there's a chance he might come back, and you hated him before, and he's been willing to go out and trash the best player in public, and you want to further your career, and you're trying to go to a better European spot, you don't have a club right now, and they ask you, do you want Greg Berhalter back, and you know Greg Berhalter might be back, what's the right answer? You're not going to trash the guy who then, like, is, is, when he gets the yeah. job, he's going to say, hey, you're trying to get out of Chelsea, Pulisic? Guess what? You're my new Gio Reyna. You're in the doghouse now. I'll find some dodo in MLS who's got the same agent as me, and we'll put him in that spot. Like, the corruption is so rampant. It's so pathetic. But that's where it is. So the people are like, oh, the kids want him back. What are they going to do? What are they going to say? 
They didn't really have a voice in it. There were plenty of guys who came out and said this was a mess. We know how ugly it was in Qatar. We know what was going on. It's all come out in the wash. And rather than do a real search, rather than see if Patrick Vieira is a fit, rather than see what Pep Guardiola's price would be, rather than actually listen to people and help them show you what's right, we'll just keep this bobo, this fraud, this fugazi wannabe, like this wannabe hipster who I would kick in the face if I could. We're gonna, you're gonna make me sit through four more years of that. I'm done with you. You got no money out of me the last four years, U.S. Soccer. While you you installed this idiot, you get even less out of me the next four. It will not be good. They won't fire him before the World Cup, even though it'll be obvious to people that they should. And then the U.S. will host in 2026. It won't go well. The truth will come out. But I have no faith that anything will change, uh, Tim, because these people don't really care about winning. They care about themselves. They care about complacency. They care about keeping the same people in charge. So we keep filling our coffers and getting our paychecks. Screw any overarching goals. I think he freaked out this guy at the bar over there, and now he's in conversation. He was, yeah, fan him off. Are you okay? I mean, I'm not going to be okay for a while. I mean, it's, it's just it's shameful. It's naive. It's pathetic. It's it's. So it's going to be same. Shame. So it's sad. It's a shame. So it's, it's going to be same old four years from now. Next World Cup. I mean, these kids are so good. Again, they can overcome him to a point. Yeah. But to bring him back into that locker room, it is just beyond idiotic. Well, what's not idiotic is the leadership. For the Oreos on Michael Elias, he's opposite. built this. He's built this uh, juggernaut that we hope will be here for the next five plus years to come. They're trailing the Cubs three to two. Cole Irvin lasted just four innings. Mike Bauman is now in relief for the Orioles. We're going to update you on the Orioles game next. It's Inside Access, and we're broadcasting live from the BC Brewery in Hunt Valley on the fan. Inside Access on the fan. Are you Team Bar Soap or Team Body Wash? Oh, that's a good question. I just think the bar soap cleanses you better, yes. to be honest with you. Yes. Lockenfora, Weinman, and Barbalace. I've always liked Body Wash. 105.7 The Fan. Inside access on the road again. We are at BC Brewery in Hunt Valley. We're going to be here till 6. Kick off your weekend. Kick off your Father's Day weekend. Kick off your shoes. With us at BC Brewery. They got a ton of great beers here, a lot of great food. The Orioles game is on as well. And the O's, they trail the Cubs 3-2. Anthony Santander just got a leadoff double to start the sixth inning. Cole Irvin. Already out of the game, Jason. Yeah. Four innings, five hits, three earned runs, four strikeouts, three solo shots given up. Yeah, I mean, look, this is a guy who kind of lives on the margins. Um, A fastball around 91 uh, today. It averaged 91.5, so um, it's not one that's hoppy with late life. Uh, He hung a changeup. That got hammered. They hit a homer off the fastball as well. I don't know, Bone. You know, he doesn't miss bats. That's not really who he is. He he didn't miss a lot of bats in this one. Just se- <coughs> excuse me, seven swings and misses. 
threw 68 pitches. Um, it's not good enough, you know, like for for this team and, and where they want to go, even for a fifth, excuse me, a fifth starter on this team, it hasn't been good enough. And this is a Cubs team. I feel like we said this in, early, in his earlier starts, like against the A's or against the Royals. This is not a team that's really hitting the ball right now, and the Cubs aren't. Over the last 30 days, they're like 29th, 29th, or 30th in slugging percentage, on-base percentage, um, OPS. Yet they lit him up, and Hyder had to go to Michael Bauman, you know, with with one runner on in the fifth inning. Bauman did the job, but look, Grayson Rodriguez shoved yesterday. Next week is a weird week, right? They're off Monday. They're off Thursday. Two huge games with the Rays tucked in between. I don't think next week is a week where they're doing anything, you know, messing around with their rotation. I think Grayson Rodriguez starts in Nashville next week. I think Cole Irvin's in their bullpen. And if Grayson Rodriguez does the job and you now enter a stretch where we start that next homestand Friday the 23rd against Seattle, they play 16 games in 17 days there, Bone, leading up to the deadline, uh, leading up to the, the break. That's when I think maybe you see Grayson Rodriguez, and then they've got to decide, is Cole Irvin a useful lefty long man, mop-up guy in this bullpen, or is he going back to, to Norfolk? Also worth noting, Trey Mancini, he's had two plate appearances against the O's today. He has a double, and he has walked. We have a couple of polls up. IA1057, the fan, is how you find us on Twitter. Adam Frazier. Back in the starting lineup uh, at second base. He's done some nice things with more pop than expected, but has just a 701 OPS well below Major League average, yet is fifth on the Orioles in at-bat. Should he be on the bench more? Could Westberg or Ortiz provide more production and hold it down at second? About 200 votes in. Play the kids, 53%. Stick with Frazier, 47%. Yeah, Frazier is 0 for 2 in this game, so he's now batting 232. And his OPS is 695. And, I mean, again, I don't know what this weekend's going to look like, and I know they love the fact that it's a left-handed bat and, and he's a veteran. But, you know, th- this is th- – there's other options. Jordan Westberg has, what, in, in, in about 145 AAA games, has 15 last year, 17 this year, 32 home runs. You know, he's coming up on 130 RBIs. He's been down there basically a calendar year. He'll be just fine at second base. You've got Joey Ortiz, who you look at his his hard-hit day and the minors and scouts will tell you this is a guy who they think, if you play him every day, can be at least an average major league hitter. That would mean an OPS around 735. Again, we're now down to, to, to below 700 and dropping for Adam Frazier. I don't know when enough's enough, Bone, but it should be soon. And one more poll, Adley. Back batting second for the Orioles today. Only five career plate appearances anywhere else in the lineup. However, run production is down. Just one RBI this month. 12 and 38 games since May 1st. Has just 22 career home runs, which have produced 28 RBIs. Nine of the last 11 home runs are solo. Should they drop him down some? Leave it alone, 64.7%. Drop him down, 353 yeah, I mean, look, he's got one RBI in, in the month of uh, of June. And his that last, was a solo shot. Yes, yesterday. his last 22 games and counting, he's got five total RBIs. Um, had a chance in this game with a runner on third, two outs. Could not come through. He, he is 0 for 3. Uh, I, I think moving a guy around can, can help him a little bit mentally. 
Um, I think there might be something going on with Adley where because this number two thing has become a big deal since Mike Trout got cemented there, that you feel like you have to be the best hitter all the time. Um, and him being a switch hitter, you're even more inclined, right, to, to really never take him out of there. I think the accumulation of all those innings and at-bats might have something to do with it. But I, I do think a change could do some good. We, we've now seen Gunnar Henderson go from a guy who they, didn't, they, you know, who they were giving days off to to the leadoff hitter. It's a long season. Things change. I don't understand why he always has to bat number two every game, no matter who the pitcher is, no matter how he might be scuffling, no matter what might be going on. And I think he'd probably like to drive in some more runs and he'll get more opportunities a little further down in the lineup. We're going to get back into the Ravens after the break. Kevin Zeitler, he's been a rock-solid free agent acquisition from a couple years ago. Eric DaCosta entering a contract year. Does he want to keep playing? And if so, should Eric DaCosta explore a possible contract extension with him? Also, Marlon Humphrey, he met with the media as well, and he spoke about the Super Bowl expectations for the Ravens. We're going to play that sound next. It's Inside Access, and we're broadcasting live from the BC Brewery in Hunt Valley. Come on out. We're here till 6 on The Fan. Inside Access on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.